0: yo 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 welcome back to the audio theory podcast featuring your host superfly got my co-host danny Daybar is open on the other end what's good my dude
1: what is good man happy vibes positive vibes only man <laughs> uh we just uh to be absolutely transparent we just finished wrapping up uh emergency episode to talk about pop smoke's death so hopefully we have some uh, more positive vibes and more uh you know funny uh light warm shit to talk about on this episode
0: for sure what you been up uh, to?
1: Uh, uh, Chilling, man. Like I'm really excited about just fucking. Just um, weird. Like it's 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 funny how we were complaining how long January was, uh-huh. and then fucking fe- February is like done. That's oh like- god!
0: <laughs> and it's not even the crate. I mean, obviously February is a shorter month, but it's not that much shorter. And this shit just always fucking disappears.
1: And the irony is that he actually like this is a leap year, so February has more days, and it still feels like the quickest fucking. It's like yo, it is just yeah. If like, it's already fucking February twentieth tomorrow, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so that's annoying. But I have a couple trips lined up throughout the rest of the year, so I've nice. been booking and uh, playing that shit out. Got Vegas uh, next month that I'm excited about, and nice. then I got Cancun after that. So again. It sucks that uh, the year's flying by, but again, you have some, uh, when you have some fun shit to look forward to, thank God, um, you know, look, uh, excited about that for sure. Yeah. Um, how about you, man? Do you have any, uh, I know you have big bear coming up this weekend. Any other, uh, trips you guys, are you and the wife, you, or you and the family planning?
0: Um, so we actually, I got two concert tickets, uh, both artists that you kind of know about because I mentioned them to you. Um, the first one is St. John. Um, oh yeah. I've heard nothing so he's, positive from you. Yeah, he's. Uh, I just realized he's actually before he goes to Europe to tour, he's coming to LA um, March twenty second, I want to say. So my brother, who actually introduced me to him like a year or two ago, um, is is going to attend with me as well, and then I'm bringing wifey. So that should be a fun experience. Based on what I've seen, he, I guess the best way to describe it, he puts on like very good white boy shows, like. He does the rock star shit that mosh pits and all that stuff. Nice. Um, I I never really partake in any of that shit, but at least I know he's one of those entertainers that's not there to just lip sync and fucking be off and go home. Yeah, he's
1: putting. You're gonna get your money's worth. He's putting yeah. on a show.
0: Yeah. Um, and what's um, the actually? Show you got lined up. Yeah. Wait, sorry. What was that?
1: What's the uh, the second show you have lined up?
0: Um, the second one is Jack Harlow. So the he was one of my Heat of the Weeks a couple weeks ago. He's the okay. white dude. His most popular song right now is What's Poppin'. It's been um, been heating up the internet recently. Um, so he's coming to LA uh May. Um, and tickets are only like 20 bucks. So I know eventually it's going to be, you know, 100, 150 yeah. just to see these artists. So it's always nice when I discover someone who I like and they haven't blown up yet and I can like easily go see a show and convince whoever just. Cough up to $15 and go for it. Yeah. See
1: me. That's, I mean, that's how I felt when I saw Post Malone the first time, uh, not at like Rolling Loud. I was like, oh it's 20 bucks, bro. Come on, let's go. Let's just yep. go fucking see him.
0: Even Kendrick, and he, he had released his pro, uh, Section 80 mixtape. Pretty sure I told you this. He, before he really blew up, even though that mixtape was gaining traction, the tickets were still only like 30 bucks to see him. This full was maybe 200 feet in front of me, 300. Now, He's doing stadiums and, or he's not doing shit because he's so fucking legendary. Yeah,
1: he's So rich.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's just wild, being able to catch an artist at certain points and being able to experience that and then like see them blow up.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Man, so I I, I felt that way about Russ uh, when I saw Russ after his uh his first album, like literally discovered him, the, the uh on a fucking Sunday and he happened to be in town in Miami the next week. I'm like, yep, I'm going by myself. 30 bucks. Let's fucking ride. So, um, you know, yeah, because you feel like you're 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 more invested, man. Like, you're not like those, you know, fake people who just jump on because they have like that number one single on the fucking radio. It's like, nah, bro, yeah. like, that's like my least favorite song. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: And the fans, the, I think the audience feels more authentic because you know they're there because they like him. Right. They're not there because like, you know, my cousin's fucking, sister-in-law said this person's dope and had an extra ticket or some shit yeah no
1: dude it's going to be those would be dope for sure let me know how the saint john one goes because i i i've heard a couple of songs since you told me about him a while ago and he's fucking like he's dope
0: the crazy thing is i went to school with these two twins they're actually jamaican um college and they ended up being i don't know if they're still his official tour dj but they dj for him pretty much throughout to the year of 2019 i want to say um and they're from new york so i think somehow that connection was made um i believe biggs who helped started uh rockefeller records yeah um he's kind of bu- he's been behind the whole operation of st john's career so
1: that's still that's definitely clearly has someone super idea.
0: important uh making shit happen the weird thing is i will say is I think they're trying to keep his, like, age under wraps because he's, like, I believe, supposedly, allegedly, like, 35 years old. But I guess from a marketing standpoint, it's kind of hard because once you pass 30, people are, like, if you're not established, it's kind of like, yeah, your your story's done, which yeah. is weird. But I think that's the only interesting thing I'm kind of looking out for is, like, is that going to hurt him and or is that hurting him right now? But he's
1: he's jacked, though, right?
0: He's jacked. Like Jack has, doesn't like fucking he's like, in, like in great shape, right? Yeah, yeah. like still has 1.4% body fat. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I think um, that's probably why he looks like we he, like it's probably believable if you tell me he's like 26, right? Because he yeah. just looks so fucking young. So
0: yeah. But anyways, I'll let you know how um, the concert is going when I actually attend. The other
1: concert I am currently looking forward to, I already got my boy to put his fucking uh, tricks in, is the Justin Bieber concert. In Miami, Florida. I think it's here in September. Um, I was only going to go because Jaden Smith was like his number two guy. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, All right, that's going to be dope. But then I'm like, I heard this fucking Justin, Timberl- uh, Justin Bieber album. I was like, yo, we're going for Bieber. Fuck this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked his album. Some people I've heard not only online critics say they didn't like it, but just people I know who are actually fans of him say they didn't like it. But I actually genuinely appreciated most of it.
1: I genuinely enjoyed most of it as well. Um, so if we go back to a couple episodes, I, I brought up that I hope that he, it has like more, somewhat content in the sense. Like I don't want just like 17 love songs to Haley Bieber, um, which I, I get. Like that's like that's your that's your lane. Stick to it. But again, I think I mentioned before that yo know, Bieber's been through so much. Like bro, like let's, let's give us some more, you know, depth and uh, substance. And I think a couple of songs did that. So I was. Uh, it was it, it was a, a very solid album from him for sure like again you'll, you're probably gonna have a bunch of fucking radio hits from his album because i mean o- almost every song is like a single you know what i mean like it could be one of like seven different songs so yeah uh but i do i really think uh that quavo song intent is a banger for me and then that song with post malone and clever forever bro that is a radio hit waiting to happen
0: yeah my favorite song is come around me but that's it's not gonna be a radio hit because it's not it doesn't have that vibe
1: yeah, yeah
0: but i really like what he does on that track um he's just a really good singer like it's it's hard for him to miss i feel like because his voice is it reminds me of chris brown sometimes even it's just very crisp and yeah. pretty much goes good with anything
1: and then he i mean you know he has the best i think who bears his number his main writer uh-huh. um but, bro, he has the best writers and producers, so, like, this shit's good. It's, like, I don't want to say anything's unfloppable, but, bro, this shit is close. <laughs> like, if it's going to be a beaver album, like, this shit's probably not going to flop. Like,
0: Yeah. No, uh, it's going to do well, for sure. If it me, hasn't, all right. It,
1: it, it even has that same mass appeal where, like, dude remember like four or five years ago like every other major laser song had like a justin bieber feature It's like bro this guy can't fucking miss like if it even it's like an edm song it's like yeah as long as you have bieber on the track it's going to be a fucking hit so um yeah definitely. i thought changes was a very solid album i was actually uh, surprised myself how much i actually enjoyed it because I was, I was ready but god like, ah, it's gonna be trash but yeah um it was solid
0: um you know it's but, oh, no, i was just gonna say on that note you know what's weird is it made me think of justin timberlake remember when th- when he had that album uh justified with pharrell mm-hmm. when, like at that point everyone was like i guess
1: Pharrell and timberland
0: like, yeah it was pro- yep. uh,
1: produced the entire album
0: yeah i think that was one of the first moments where people saw that transition from pop to rap and people were so I guess mesmerized by the fact that Justin Timberlake was like going this quote-unquote uh, urban route or hip hop yep. route, but now it's like if Katy Perry or Justin Bieber or whatever does it, it's it's almost second nature. Like we don't really question it. It's almost like I they're think all answering. Katy Perry one. Okay, Katy Perry, yes, <laughs> but Bieber like, Bieber
1: like this does not already sure. like
0: pop hip hop, and no one really finds it unusual. We just expect him to have. Music that has both elements. Or maybe I it's hip hop has become more pop. I don't know.
1: I think hip hop has definitely become more pop. Um I think there's always been though a hint of R and b to Bieber's approach. That's kind of believable. You know what I mean? When he like when he makes r and B like these R and B songs. Um he's fucking wait, like didn't Usher find like discover him? Like yeah. I don't know. Um I kinda believe it when Bieber does it, but yeah. I mean Katy Perry did have a couple of songs like Kanye that kinda like kind of slap yeah but uh the one with i think when she lost us she. i mean i think she went through an episode where she like lost her mind for a little bit um and i think she was like on stage with migos and like
0: oh god that weird. shit was like,
1: terrible i was like
0: that was the toughest
1: ever i was like yeah like just stop with the faces bro um yeah i thought changes was a solid album again i was i was pleasantly surprised so kudos to uh uh, the Bieber gang and I, I, he's definitely going number one with this one like there's no fucking chance this shit is not going number one so yeah. uh, he'll finally be happy and shit. Um, <laughs> any other music that stood out to you that came out um, I know you enjoyed the uh, the, the um, Give No Fuck song with Migos and uh, Travis. Oh yeah
0: that song when I heard it I was like okay this is a hit to me. I don't know how the public will receive it but given the star power and the song like it's going to do well no matter what I haven't really seen or heard people talking about it too much. Um,
1: yeah, I haven't heard a lot of buzz around it. Um, again, I get, I feel that's probably the, um,
0: well, the lyrics. The result.
1: Well, I don't know, like that. I think that's a result of just uh, a holiday weekend where you drop the album, you drop the song on a Friday and then everyone who would talk about it is on vacation until Tuesday morning. Yeah. So it's like, it's like <laughs> I don't think it's had time to like bubble up. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. It's probably going to end up being a hit. Like, I think that song will kind of grow on you. Um, and, like, you know, Quavo on The Hook is pretty contagious. Like, it's people are going to remember that hook, like, pretty, like, clearly. So.
0: I feel like there's no there's no clean version for that, though. Like, what are you going to no. really say in place of fuck? Forgive no fucks. Um, like, give a damn? Like, it's.
1: No, it's I think just, you just, like, mute just that wh- part out. Yeah. Like, we don't give no. And then you just, and like. going to say,
0: no, no, no.
1: Yeah. We don't give No. <laughs> that's all i can think about bro um and then another album that dropped that we kind of it kind of segues nicely into another topic we have later on um dude the a boogie album this is a follow-up to his, uh, his, uh, his first album the artist is artist 2.0 um bro not impressed uh not impressed at all I'm a big A Boogie fan. I thought his first album was a fucking, literally like a classic. Like That was like, yo, for, not even just for like a young and up-and-coming up- artist, like just a, a rapper in general, it's like a fucking perfect album. Uh, artist 2.0 did not have any of that. Um, that's why I kind of hate that he made this, like his follow-up album to like a part two version. I'm like, bro, just, if it was his own album, maybe it'd be a fair comparison. But like, you can't, if you're going to compare this to that, like it's, it's not, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't come correct. Yeah. There is one song that does fucking stand out, though. I'm gonna uh, give him his due credit. Uh, he has a song with Young Thug called Young Thug called "Might Not Give Up." That is, song is fire.
0: Okay, like, I gotta hear that
1: fire. Um, but Thug just carries that um, because Thug is a fucking lyrical genius. But uh, yeah, so I think A Boogie kind of disappointed. So I wouldn't even say check it out, you know, for you. But obviously, if you have some downtime on your way to Big Bear, maybe. Um, but it's just funny because he just came out a couple weeks ago talking about people jacking his flows. And I'll listen to shit like, bro, ain't nobody jacking this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is his flow different or are you just like, yo, at no, this it's point, not good. nobody's even good. even tried to jack his shit.
1: Yeah, no one's trying to jack this shit. Like, uh-huh. bro, you can keep this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll jack somebody else, bro.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but yeah, anything else I said out to you as far as anything you heard over the past couple weekends?
0: Um. I mean, it's my heat of the week. Is It wasn't like an album or anything. Uh, I did come across some. It's always weird when you hear a song from an artist and you don't like it. And then for whatever reason, you listen to it like a month later and you just you think it's like the best song they produced in a long time.
1: Bro, that happens to me with Drake songs all the time, bro. Um, like, I don't know what it is about me. Like, I, I don't know if I get so caught up in like the beat because his beats are never like the normal hip hop beat. Right. Like, it's just uh I know, it's so melodic, like, they just go, they do, they do different things in Canada, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but, bro, then you hear that song, like, four days later, you're like, yo, this is the greatest song Drake has ever come out mm-hmm.
0: I think it's the mood you're in, because sometimes I'll I'll hear some, let's say, like, R&B emotional shit, and it's like, Friday, I'm trying to have fun, I'm like, this is whack, Yeah. and then I'll be like, in my feelings, just chilling, and like, it'll happen to come on, and it just speaks to me in that moment, and I'm like, you feel like the artist wrote this specifically for you or people in that mood and 100%. then at that point you just have so much more respect for the song so you're like this is the greatest shit ever because my life was exists because of this song basically yeah.
1: <laughs> all right so what was the uh, the song that you wanted to bring up that, that, um, that remind you that
0: the one that reminded me of that was i mean it's it's really not that deep it was a jack harlow song called walk in the park i only okay. bring this up because um I was I was at a hookah bar actually one that I used to frequent a lot but since I moved I don't go there nearly as often and I looked at the video cuz I had just bought tickets to his show and I was like I didn't like this song before but if he performed this would I like it went to the video and like the song was fire but when I first listened to it I was like fuck this shit this is weak and I think it, the vibe was super mellow and I must have heard it on at a point when I was like yo, I need a banger
1: Need yeah.
0: And the song was an opposite the opposite vibe to that. So I was just had a different level of appreciation for it and I was like, okay, this song is actually something I wanna to add to my playlist. So in that moment I realized mood matters a whole lot.
1: Matters a whole lot, bro. So it's funny, like so again to bring up a Drake song. I remember when I first heard uh Drake Money in the Grave featuring Rick Ross. And I was like, yeah, it's alright. Like I'm uh that's eh, fine. And then, bro, I was out and heard that song like a month and a half later. I'm like, holy shit, bro. Like, this is the fucking, this song is fire. And then everyone in the club knew, like, lyric for lyric. I was just like, bro, how does he do this shit? Yeah. Like, he does this shit every fucking time. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that that Drake is the one for me. Like, yo, you hear a song. And i like, I mean, at least for me, bro, at first, I'm like, all right, it's all right. And then you just see everyone around you just constantly talking about and listening to them. Like, all right, I gave like another shot. And then you're just like blown the fuck away. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that's a, we kind of jumped into the music thing real quick. Uh, but something that came up, I know Snoop Dogg had an interview with Michael Rappaport about the whole Drake and Pusha T beef and how, yes, Pusha T won the beef, which I mean, I guess I agree with, but I, I don't know. Um, but Drake won the war because uh, Drake was like listen bro I'm not even going to challenge you back on this bullshit I'm just going to come out with a banger and like the entire world is going to love my shit more in four years mm. and he he brought up like the song uh, Kiki uh, I think it was a song like In My Feelings or whatever yeah yeah Um he's like bro they're going to be singing that song at." he's talking to Pusha T now uh, Snoop Dogg they're going to be singing that song at your daughter's birthday in four years and you just have to fucking sit there and take it and you're yeah. worried about
0: a fucking beef. I was like, yo, holy shit. Yeah. I, I think that's true. It's true though. It's true. But I mean, like you and I appreciate the art of hip hop. So deep down, we still know Pusha T won that. I, I, the average Drake fan or casual Drake fan who just likes bangers and wants that, they don't give a fuck about battle rap and shit. So of course they're, they're never going to pay any mind to Pusha T, but Right. If you actually just in, are immersed in hip hop culture, part of you is always going to remember the fact that Pusha T technically won that battle. And I don't think in my feelings or any pop hit is is relevant to that battle, like, or is even considered winning the war because that's what Drake does. Regardless of who's challenging him, he's going to make hits. So I don't think Drake was like, you know, let me produce this track and it'll shut Pusha T up I think he's just like let me ignore Pusha T and just do what I already do
1: well I think I do so I agree with you most most points you made I do think though in making that song in my feelings that the Kiki references are like 98% sure about Kim Kardashian so uh-huh. maybe in his mind he's like bro like I'm gonna fucking like make a song about your best friend's wife uh-huh. that's gonna be a banger and like you're all gonna be singing this shit and not know fully well that i'm talking about like you know i smashed that at some point right like that I, I, that's just how i like i think that's like the way the evil mind of uh of drake works but yeah, i agree with you I and mean, every hip-hop purist would agree that drake lost that battle um but again i don't what? disagree with stoop dog compl- completely where he's like i i do agree with him where he's like drake may have won the war in the sense that bro like no one's talking about pushing t music right now you know what i mean like if you think about it like when 50 Cent and Ja Rule had that beef, um, like, Ja Rule's clapback was a dope fucking response, but then no one wanted to hear Ja Rule after that, right? Yeah. So 50 won the longevity of it because, like, 50 Cent fucking bodied them on a couple things and, like, just kept producing hit after hit after hit. So, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with with uh, Snoop Dogg in that sense, where, like, dude, Drake is the one that's producing music that's, like long lasting after that. Like I, again I don't even when we went to Coachella bro, we saw Pusha T set, like I feel like we were just there to be there. It wasn't like, yo, we have to go see this Yeah, shit. like,
0: yo, know, this dude's gonna I don't know, change the scene or do some Drake related shit. Like yeah I was and have that.
1: him. I probably I, honestly, I think we went there for that. Like, yeah, you know, he may just do like the black face of Drake yeah. or something. Like I don't know. But I know it was just a funny topic to me, so I figured I would bring it up because uh again I, I think Pusha T is still super relevant. Um you know like behind the scenes and you know like adidas and shit but as far as hip-hop bro like he drops a song tomorrow i'm not stopping anything to check it out yeah drake drops a fucking two-hour video on rap radar youtube i'm fucking stopping my whole weekend to watch that shit <laughs> like, yeah
0: so. no that was a that was a fun little uh detour from all the other shit he's doing um granted it was probably curated before he even said a word on camera like, yo, yeah. you better not ask me this. I'm probably going to say this if they ask me this. I, he knew they were going to ask about Pusha T, so he definitely rehearsed all that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, I but, feel like those guys have too much respect. Like, and, and I mean, Rap Radar is, like, on title, right? So they fucking work for Jay-Z. So there's no yeah. way they would fucking, like, challenge
0: him and be like, yo, you got fucking sunned by Pusha T. Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: yeah. They, they were definitely going to always ask it, but obviously ask it in a way where it's almost like a layup question. Like, bro, they just, like, talk about it. Yeah. Um, so again, that was a dope. Just again, that was just a dope uh, topic at hand. But again, let's talk about some other things here. We jumped into the, the music pretty quickly, um, as far as uh, what we listened to, and what we liked, and what we didn't like. Um, oh shit! Another song that did actually stand out on the uh, A Boogie album, The Baby, has a song called "Stain" on it, featuring The Baby. So again, he has two or three songs that are okay, but it's like it's just like it's, I don't know. It's, for me, it's it's not it. But what's crazy, man, what I hate about these fucking stands um, is that, bro, like, if you go to Apple Music Top 100, it's, like, the top 50 are all a boogie. I'm like, bro, like, fuck you guys, bro. Like, I, like, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, it's not good. Stop fucking streaming this shit and killing the numbers because, like, yo, it's not good. But um, I mean, that's just how fucking uh, these platforms work now. But uh, we're going to call this one Episode 19 Lose Yourself. I know we both uh, had some uh, interesting takes on when Eminem performed at the Oscars now two weeks ago. Um, So for those who don't know, Eminem performed at the Oscars, even though he didn't have a song nominated. uh, I I believe he won an Oscar like 20 years ago for 8 Mile. um, But it was just super awkward. Uh, He performed Lose Yourself from 8 Mile soundtrack. Great song. Probably one of the greatest hip hop songs. Just talking about being a rapper, right? Like like that's probably one of the fucking most epic songs ever uh but it was fucking super awkward uh it was Eminem rapping like Eminem of 2020 to a song that he made back in 2000 and what 5 or 6 uh-huh. uh so that it just felt weird from that point of view and then what made it like the cherry on the fucking cake was everyone's fucking face when he came out was just like what the what the fuck is he doing so It made me feel good about, like, it made me feel good about us saying, like, bro, like, tell him to stop. Because, like, I feel like that's what we've been saying for the past, like, four or five weeks. And then seeing everyone's reaction to him live was just like, bro, like, stop it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've already kind of alluded to this before, but I think more recently, it's been hard to take him seriously as an artist just because a lot of the stuff he's produced was kind of you know parody type music or jokes i yeah. never really got a sense of his struggles and and all that and lose yourself is like one of the few songs i could think of where you're like okay i understand what this guy's going through yeah. same as that one song uh, i am i think that's one, that's one of my favorite eminem songs because it feels raw and he's just fucking telling it like it is the stand song like i think all those true eminem fans really appreciate but like all the other shit, like um the song he did with akon and stuff like that like i don't think that really does much for him or even the pop rihanna songs that yeah. that kind of are just random and don't necessarily pertain to what he's going through as an individual so people are probably like i think it just makes it really confusing trying to gauge what you ex- expect from him it's like he'll be serious one moment and then talk about like eloping with fucking you know, Mariah two gay Car- dudes or some shit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, or yeah, whatever. Like yeah. it's like randomness. It's like, bro, yeah. I'm so Mariah Carey, bro. Yep. Well,
0: yeah, and Mariah Carey. That's super old news. I Dude. forgot she existed until every Christmas. I'm like, oh, she's actually filthy rich off this shit.
1: Oh, oh my God, bro! Yeah. <laughs> the, fact the song went number one 24 years after going number one. I'm like, bro, fuck this world. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like fuck the world uh, we live in right now,
0: bro. Damn, that's like. That's the original Old Town Road. Like, that shit is just won't go away, ever.
1: That song's never going away. Yeah. Like, Clockwork. Like It's like when Michael Bublé comes out of his grave for Christmas. Like, that's exactly <laughs> the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I think we mentioned this, but again, uh, I know we didn't. We, it wasn't online, so let's talk about it now. But I think the beef that you and I have with Eminem is that we don't see evolution, right? It's just, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And again, fair to him. Maybe that is how it should be, but it's like, bro, like, there's no way you're going to be reaching me on the same way you reached me 15 years ago when I'm not the same person, right? Like, I feel like he's not taking into account that his hardcore fans, maybe not hardcore fans, I feel like his hardcore fans actually still love him. Yeah. Um, But the fans he had back then, which was literally like 15 fucking years ago. Dude, they're fucking young adults now, bro. Fucking worried about mortgages and student loan payments and like real life shit. Like, bro, we're not gonna relate to the same shit you're talking about when, like, if we did, we would be living a completely fucking different lifestyle, bro. Like, if I thought, like, all right, you know what? My mom's annoying me. Let me go fucking kill her and shove her in the fucking backyard. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not okay. But when you're like an impressionist kid, like like you're not even thinking about what you're listening to. It's like, oh, that's funny. Ha ha ha. And he makes it rhyme. It's a cool beat. And he makes a weird voice. It's like, okay, fine. But I feel like he's still trying to talk to us the same way he did 16 years ago. And again, if you're not a fucking stan, that shit just does not resonate whatsoever.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think what, at least from what I've seen, like people who are fans of Eminem are like, oh your new school rappers don't say this and that and yeah i agree the new school rappers lyrically aren't offering a whole lot but what they're failing to realize is these new school rappers a lot of times are introducing like a new personality or story to it even if the story is not like this deep complex you know life-changing thing it's still new whereas with eminem it's like yeah you're fucking killing uh this verse or even Nas but it's like what are you fucking doing differently that's going to make me want to tune in for 40 years straight or whatever the case may be
1: Yeah that's a good point you bring up Nas bro cuz Nas man like think about it like when when uh Kanye had that whole good summer in 2018 bro like Nas album was the weakest link in that that rollout Yeah um And, dude, this is the first time he's had primo production. Because I I feel like Nas got in the past because he dropped, like, two or three classic albums, um, but never had the production quality that other artists had, right? And that that Mm -hmm. might be his fault. Maybe he doesn't have an ear for beats, that he can't pick the right beat for his flow. But, dude, you had peak Kanye. Well, not peak Kanye, but Kanye making fucking phenomenal production. Mm -hmm. And you still never really delivered, bro. Because I feel like that Nas album was a throwaway. Yeah. Um, I really think out of all the albums that came out, the Pusha T one, the Kid C Ghost, Yay, uh, Tiana Taylor, and Nas, bro, the only ones that stand out to me are Pusha T and Kitsy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Even the Kanye album was a fucking throwaway. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't remember I shit from that one.
1: Nothing, bro. Like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> dude, like, absolutely a waste of my time with this shit. Uh, <laughs> but I think, yeah, Nas is also someone who... Again, he's loved, bro, so I think... And I, I and I guess with Nas is more humble, he's not trying to... He's not... No one thinks... He doesn't come across where he thinks he's the greatest rapper alive right now, whereas I think the delusion that we also see is that Eminem probably still believes that. Mm-hmm. And we're like, bro, no. Like, <laughs> not at all.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We're trying to... I feel like we're low-key trying to humble him. Yeah. Whereas Nas, it's like he's just trying to do what he's, his career is based on, but... Yeah, he's like a rapper, rapper. like, bro, I'm
1: going to rap and, like, I'm going to, you know, have great metaphors and, you know, you're going to probably understand it if you're slightly older or whatever the case may be, but not trying to, like, push anything on you. Uh, Whereas I think with Eminem, it's just like, bro, like, please stop. Like, Mm -hmm. this is getting too much. And again, I, I, I felt... Justified when I saw everyone's reaction at the Oscars, like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, usually, like, if that happens, like, a surprise guest, and it's, like, of that caliber, people are fucking out of their fucking seats, losing their mind, like, oh, my God, we're so lucky to see this, and everyone's just, like...
0: Like... like... Yeah. I I mean, I saw all those memes, but in my mind, I'm, like, is this taken out of context? Like, are they just catching Billie Eilish, looking at... Some fucking dude who farted or did Eminem really come out and like cause all this confusion? And now that I realize it, like I don't recall him being on like a just a generic ass like New York boom bap beat and like killing it and shocking people or making waves with that. Yeah, it's always just like fast, like tech nine type shit where it it, the goal is just to spit as many syllables and words in a row. But like none of it has to make any sense.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, man. So that's why we entitled this episode "Lose Yourself" because I feel like, I mean, that was just a, a funny moment in hip hop culture where we were just like, you would think if a hip hop act was performing at the Oscars, it'd be you know groundbreaking material, and it was just like, bro, like this is not a good look for us right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know it was a couple of things we wanted to get into before we uh, we did because I know we've been recording for a while now, but. Um, Bro, I took this kind of, not personally, but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, Gail King, which is like Oprah's homegirl, uh, was interviewing Lisa Leslie, which is like a WNBA superstar, um, retired WNBA superstar, but was like best friends with Kobe and started like asking her a couple questions about Kobe. Um, and then one of the clips they posted on uh, CBS, I think, was like, how do you feel about Kobe and the rape case? And then she kind of, like, like, Lisa Leslie tried to, like, you know, remove herself from that situation say, hey, like, he was acquitted. Like, let's, you know, it indefinitely entertain his, his legacy. And then Gail like, followed up with, like, yeah, but he was only acquitted because of this. And it's mm-hmm. like, like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, did you have a chance to see that clip? And if you did, like, what was your reaction to it? And, like, what was the uh, the temperature of the room of, like, yeah. LA, for example?
0: I mean, I think I mean, LA definitely hated it. Or just any fan of Kobe hated it um i didn't have a chance to see the clip but i definitely saw the articles my first reaction or just having time to soak it in was i mean i feel like as a interviewer or journalist like inevitably you're gonna have to ask the the tough questions that people don't feel like answering so i didn't i don't want to completely write her off and be like oh this fucking bitch like how dare she like Snoop Dogg. Um, yeah, like Snoop Dogg. And <laughs> actually, the funny thing is, uh, what's his name? Trey D from the East Siders. Uh, Snoop Dogg's like little side group that he had way back when. He's a part of the same clique as Snoop, but he basically echoed the same um, ideas that you know, as a journalist, it's, you shouldn't necessarily crucify them because their job is to kind Ask of
1: tough questions.
0: Yeah, dig dig those sorts of answers out. But at the same time, I feel like timing and and the way you presented it is important I don't know like how late in the interview it was like if she sat down like all right let's get into this rape shit like as soon as they
1: yeah so, no, it so... was like midway um, according to like the the the, the, the timing of it okay. um, but I mean the one reason why I agree with Snoop and everyone who's so outraged by this um, do that rape thing happened 12 years ago
0: yeah and, and the case is was
1: dismissed. Dism- dismissed um i think he's still out of court whatever the case may be though um you had kobe alive for 12 years to discuss that and this was never an issue mm. so i don't understand why you feel it's appropriate to ask someone who wasn't involved with that besides just being friends with this guy how do you think this you know what i mean like yeah. that's yeah like, god forbid one of us passed away and I'm like oh hey uh, I know you're super sad right now, but your best friend like really was a dick like 17 years ago. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah. I, like, what? <laughs> I mean, I think it's like in this day and age, it's kind of the looming thing. Like people don't want to forgive your your past or um, I think in his case, it's maybe just the fact that so many people brought it up that she felt the need to address it. Otherwise, people would bash her for not being inauthentic journalist but i mean i think in this case it, i would need to understand what the objective was because to your point or to everyone's point really like this case was dismissed he wasn't found guilty so what uh, what are you trying to get out if you're like oh does does rape sound bad to you or like
1: yeah like it, is it just clickbait to like yeah. you know what i mean but i mean she got she's gotten a lot of backlash i guess the second parts of the story with like a lot of uh I mean, not only to say hip hop community, but a lot of the powerful black men are speaking up more is because Oprah and, uh, Gail kind of just seem to again seem to be willing to back white guys who've been, you know, proven to be the worst of fucking sexual predators. And then like, for example, FC have this, tons of pictures with Oprah with him hanging out um, and apparently all this F- not Epstein sorry fuck am I thinking uh, not Epstein uh, what's uh, his name?
0: Harvey Weinstein
1: Harvey Weinstein sorry Har- Harvey Weinstein like a bunch of pictures of them together um, apparently this Weinstein shit has not been a secret in the industry for 20 years and you willingly knew this and you were still posted up next to him like yo this guy is a great producer blah 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 and then you're willing to crucify Russell Simmons who had the me too things against him um and then you wanted to fucking bring up an awkwardness about Kobe Bryant, I think at the time, three and a half or three weeks after his passing, like they haven't even buried him yet. He's still like, they're not gonna bury him until the end of February. Like, so why, I don't know. It just seems that like Gail and Oprah get to the public. I, and I, I don't know if I support this completely, but it's like, hey, we're willing to give the white guy a second chance. And yeah. then these black artists or black entrepreneurs have to be perfect or we're gonna fucking kill them I just feel like as people who are again you're also an african-american these are people who look like you you know why wouldn't you be on the side of giving? me if you're gonna give anyone a second chance why not
0: them yeah I mean I would say regardless of who commits heinous crimes like I don't care if you're literally my blood brother if you do something wild that goes against my morals like fuck you if it's that serious Um but why the reason why i haven't paid too much attention to it is just because i don't see the trend that enough data to be like okay this is clearly a trend like obviously yeah. it's easy to be like yo she said this shit about two people but not this one guy yeah i don't know if that's enough to be like okay this person is clearly biased and picking and choosing it's just i think it's easy to draw that conclusion if you want to do it but i don't it's not like she's going down a list of 50 black celebrities and then completely ignoring all white ones i think yeah that's a it's point. just kind of yeah, convenient yeah,
1: that's like what the uh the, the over uh the oversaturation of what everyone is saying is like that right like it's like yeah. hey oprah hates black people um, which obviously is not the case but um i i, I just feel like for gail king in this situation it's just bad timing Sorry, yeah for like, sure. I, I think you let the uh you let the morning settle. I think feel people are so very sad about the situation. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be very sad for a while. I mean, the NBA uh, all-star game was just this past weekend and the entire time you're, if you didn't think about Kobe every second and you didn't watch the game, you know what I mean? Like everything was about Kobe. So yeah. I just think it was just poor timing. Um, and then again, I, I, we didn't, the full interview never came out just yet, but um, in the context of the way it was explained by Gail herself, it just didn't make sense. Like there's, It just felt like that question did not need to be asked. And even when you asked at the initial time, the way she followed up so aggressively saying, no, 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 but this is why it happened. Now, how do you feel about it? It's like, Mm -hmm. bitch, like I just told you, like it doesn't affect the legacy. Why are you asking me again?
0: That's what I noticed with some interviewers is uh, they'll ask obvious shit and I'm just like, what the fuck do you think the person's gonna respond? Like there'll be a school shooting and like the teacher who witnessed fucking 40 of his students died they'll put the mic up to his, his mouth and be like, how did it make you feel when Johnny had his brains blasted out in front of you? And it's like, bitch, are you going to ask this question and really expect a different answer than what you right. already know he's going to say? So uh, half the time I don't understand why they ask these questions. Obviously it's for the viewers to like, just hear the person say it. But to me, it's, it's just lazy journalism, I guess.
1: Yeah. And that's maybe what it was, man. Or maybe in the back of her mind, she knew she had a reaction out of the, uh, the viewing audience but didn't think that her uh, her network would lead with that and like kind of like screw her over but um i thought it was just a, a, a interesting topic at hand because everyone is still, especially in la uh still mourning um you know kobe so for that to come up so quickly was kind of like kind of weird um and then i guess something else that just popped up um today um not to get too deep in it but just i i guess in the uh speaking about interviews, it kind of like coincides with what we do as well. Um, Kalani had an issue that Joe Budden's on the Joe Budden's podcast with him and his partners talking about like, uh, they think she's great, but they don't really care for her new album. It sounds like anyone else. I just obviously critique him. Like you and I critique, we just critique Eminem. We critique because obviously we're observing the culture and I think we give it as due you know, respect, but we also can't critique it. And then she went online and fucking destroyed Joe Budden's and like assassinated his character. And then he responded saying, am I meant to be everyone's fucking friend? Like, you know, like, what, what what do you expect from me? So yeah. what is your take when like, um, you know, people like us in like, focusing on commenting on the culture, make a comment that, you know, the artists don't like, like, is it a fair for the artists to fire back? Like, how do you think it'd be a uh, dynamic should go um, down?
0: I think it's, I mean, it's fair just because, I mean, freedom of speech is fair. And the only reason why, Clowny probably cares if Joe Button says it as opposed to you and I, at least right because now.
1: Joe Button's is that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So she knows, like, anytime someone with influence says something you disagree with or you know it's true, but you just don't want other people to soak it up too much, you're going to get pissed off and be like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Like, why are you clowning my album? Even though deep down you might be like, oh, it's not my best work. The fact that one of the biggest music critics ever says some shit knows that's going to skew how everyone else perceives you and nowadays if like one person just like just with the Russ thing like at a certain point people just said Russ suck because other people said Russ suck yeah i'm I, i'm pretty sure half the people who were giving Russ l's had never even heard a song from him before so i understand why she would get pissed off but at the same time i mean it's just literally one opinion um so hopefully artists and whoever don't view take uh, take those opinions too strongly and give it too much importance because at the end of the day like there's you have millions of fans who love your shit so just remember that because there's every time i go to an artist's page or anyone's page just millions of comments that are like i fucking love you marry me today and then it's the yeah. one comment that's like fuck you that they respond to yeah
1: no i agree i think it's a great point you made about it's who it's coming from i guess probably that's why um you know, all these companies spend millions of dollars on a monthly basis on influencers because obviously these influencers have, like, pushed, you know, their opinion onto everybody. So, obviously, Joe Budden's literally being the number one podcast on all of Spotify has a massive fucking influence, right? So, if he says something is good or bad, a lot of people take that fucking gold and, like, all right, I guess I'm not fucking to Kalani anymore. So, I yeah. get that. But then how do you think it makes her look in responding, though?
0: Or uh, the artist,
1: you know, when the artist responds, do you think it looks like petty is unfortunately, it, yeah, it like makes
0: them look bitter. Skin?
1: Oh, thin skin, sorry?
0: Yeah. I think it makes them look bitter, regardless of whether they're in the right or not. Because if, if you respond, I mean, just back to when you are little and your parents said, you know, if Johnny says you have a big ass head, just don't respond because ignoring them is going to make them angry. So,
1: yeah.
0: And if you respond, you know it got to you. So, I think unfortunately, it's it makes her look petty or bothered. Or, like, she believes what he's saying.
1: Yeah. That's what I feel like it came across. Like, yeah, exactly. It looks like, just like, dude, like, everyone, not, if you think you're going to come out with a perfect body of work that everyone's going to love, you're fucking delusional. Yeah. Um, and the weird thing was that he gave her so much credit leading up to that moment of criticism. Um, if you hear the clip, it's just like, I love her. She's a great girl. Great music. Just not feeling this song. And, <laughs> like, and that turned into, like, absolute fucking, like, bashing of, like, He's commenting on her suicide. I'm like, yo, I didn't, I didn't hear that, but like, all right, I guess yeah. like, that's what you want to say, um, but that
0: yeah, would, would be going just, too far in my opinion.
1: If yeah. You, I, 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 from what I heard the clip, I didn't hear that. Um, but again, maybe I, 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 I missed something that was like a little bit subtle, um, but again, I, I just feel like any artist, be it like or, uh, music sports, like dude, someone is not like, you're not going to please everyone. And I feel like that's what you kind of need to go into understanding. I guess it kind of like works back to the whole psyche of like we live in a society where like likes matter, uh, yeah. you know, quote unquote. So, like, if that means that one less person giving you a like, you probably feel like, damn, I'm fucking failing and like I'm not doing a good job. So, yeah, hey, not to talk about that, but someone who maybe has insecurities, like, like you know, what I mean, like, I don't know, but like, there they, have been reports that she has had like certain, like you know, depression as a high. So, maybe giving her negative feedback, she, just takes it a different way than another artist probably
0: for sure yeah i mean like if someone for instance commented and was like yo audio theories trash worst podcast ever i wouldn't give a fuck but, block. <laughs> i'll block his ass but i wouldn't give a fuck i'll just be like yo you're fucking up the algorithm and other people's yeah, yeah. perception but moving, if nikki but not well actually she hates everything but if joe biden was like and, and we were on and popping and it was like, yo, this is one of the worst platforms ever. Fuck it. I would get pissed because I'm like, you're influencing You're you're taking money out of our pockets. Yeah. Potentially
1: Literally. So
0: at that point. It's like, it's not a matter of opinion. It's like, you might be fucking up my bag with this deal. I'm going to make with Spotify or some shit, which is what yeah. they, but at that point, I think it becomes more than just likes. Uh, if, if someone with that level of influence is trying to state their opinion publicly,
1: but then it's also like when that guy's getting when Joe Buns is securing bags for being that guy.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's like, like you do.
1: What do you do? Like you can't fucking win. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I mean I appreciate his response to so like he's like, yo, like you guys think I'm your friends, I'm I'm not. So like, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you gotta respect that. I feel like there there are certain radio stations when you go on, um like for example, like Zane Lowe, love him to death, but he doesn't have a bad thing to say about anyone's album, bro. Like yeah. any album review he has. Greatest album of all time. I'm like, bro, come on. You gotta give him like something like, yo, I didn't really, you know, explain to me what were you going through with this track because I feel like it's different. I'm like, dude, say something negative, bro. Like, it can't be always amazing.
0: I think Joe Rogan kind of perfects the art of critiquing someone but not pissing them off. Mm. Cause he'll, I guess it's like a what you could call a shit sandwich. Like, he'll go in and be like, I like this, but you, this part confuses me or bothers me, but at the same time. I see why you went this route or i love the fact that you do this so like when you hear it it's hard to get if someone's teaching you in that way it's hard yeah. to get mad as opposed to like i feel like rappers or whoever are accustomed yeah, joe to just,
1: Bun- if it says just comparing joe rogan and joe buttons is joe yeah. bunts very fucking direct and probably wants to hurt your feeling just to yeah. get like a, 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 a little smirk off like yeah, yeah i get what you're saying but um yeah I, I definitely i didn't think about the whole like money situation like yeah like I mean, is pretty popular, but I don't know if she's, like, killing it right now. So, he's, mm-hmm. she's probably like, yo, you're fucking up my money right now. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So Yeah.
0: He better that's... hope she does not send a YG on his ass.
1: Yo, he actually made a comment and said, uh, Joe Buttons. He made a comment, like, yo, like, all these songs are about YG, but she won't say his name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is his baby, I think YG's baby mama... Um, looks identical to Kalani. She's like a light skinned chick that's all tatted up. Really? It clearly has a, a type.
1: Bro, speaking of light skinned chicks, uh, she's not tatted up, but oh my God, I, I started following. Or I didn't start following, but I, something popped up where like Doja Cats' like Instagram feed popped up. I was like, yo, I did not realize how fine she was,
0: bro. Oh no, my brother sent me her uh, page. I was like, oh my I mean, granted, God. it was like Photoshop like a motherfucker, but Man, at the same hard, time. Bro. Yeah, she she's like, Tenace but way thicker.
1: Yeah, I was like, holy shit! Like it just made her whole like album like sexier. I was like, mm-hmm. let me go through that shit back.
0: Yeah, that that song with Tyga actually like.
1: Oh yeah, called? that's a that's a club banger. some shit. Yeah, that's a club banger. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a club banger for sure. Um, all right, man. Before we dip, we we hit a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, what's your uh, heat of the week? Something or something you're looking forward yeah. to this week?
0: Um, so a song I believe it came out a couple of weeks ago. Um. It's by that dude I showed you on the way back from Conchella who sounds like The Weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this Asian dude from uh, Canada, his name is uh, Anders, um, and he released a song called "On Me." Uh, it's it's similar to any other like I guess Weekend type of club banger that that you might have heard before. Um, I hate to like box him into that, but it, I mean it, the resemblance is just too. Too clear for you to not say that, but uh the song's really, really dope. Uh, so is the music video. Um I'm not sure how or if he'll blow up. Apparently he can't like come to the US because of charges, but
1: Jesus. Uh,
0: I really he's one of Just the artists
1: call, call Drake, call Drake, call Drake.
0: <laughs> Drake will make it happen somehow. Yeah,
1: Drake will make anything happen.
0: <laughs> but he's one of the few artists that I've been looking for tour dates so I can like get in on these cheap shows while these artists aren't popping, but He's not doing shit like as far as tour goes. Go. Okay. but so the song is uh, Anders, and the song is called "On Me." Uh, on. I'll check out the music video on YouTube if if you guys get a chance.
1: Okay, all right. Anders, "On Me." I'll keep that. Uh, and then for me, man, it's gonna honestly be um, just because we're all on the subject for a while. Uh, it's gonna be, I want to say, uh, "Sweetheart." by uh, Pop Smoke featuring Fivo, sorry, 5 Foreign. foreign. Uh, it's on the Meet the Woo 2 album, just like a super dope song. Um, all the things you like about Pop Smoke come out of that song. It's, it's, it's like a classic current uh, drill New York movement on that one track. So Sweetheart by Pop Smoke, recipe, the recipes to Pop Smoke. And bro, something we didn't talk about in the last episode, so I'll bring it up now. Dude, what's crazy is how similar him and 50 Cent are, bro. Oh, I guess now it works. Oh, shit.
0: Now that I, th- I was like, he sounds like someone.
1: Bro. So and apparently, the- you know, he looked up to 50 Cent like crazy growing up. And then they had that same like raspy fucking voice. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about oh, like, like the an mumble
0: kind of thing too.
1: The mumble, but it's perfectly clear. But then it's yeah. so fucking deep. Like uh-huh. that, like that thing. Um, and he said, yo, I used to mimic 50 Cent with, like coming up. Like, I wanted to be just like him. And then apparently 50 Cent took him under his arm. And like 50 has an interview where he's like, yo, he's like a little, yo, he's the current 50 cent. Like I can't, um, but dude, what's crazy and what's sad is that also in the interview with Angie Martinez is that he, uh, 50 cent says like, bro, I had to tell him, um, yo, you don't have to have all your boys with you that have guns. Like it's not, you know, don't fucking live in that lifestyle anymore. Blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of sad. But, um, it was funny to me. Cause I was like, when I first heard pop smoke, I'm like, yo, who the fuck does he remind me of? Uh-huh. And then once I hear 50 cent talking, I'm like, bro, that's that's what I've been fucking listening to, bro. Uh-huh. Cause I'm like, it reminds me of fucking someone, but I couldn't figure it out because obviously fit, I, I can't think of 50s music because he hasn't had like hits in the past like five or six years. So, um, but yeah, Pop Smoke. And there's like even like a second, it's weird, bro. There's like a side by side picture of like 50 Cent Give Him a Dap. And like, it's just the side of Pop Smoke's face. And it looks and like it's like 50 Cent Sun. Like, bro, it's fucking like eerie, bro. So, um... Yeah, definitely rest in peace, rest in peace, of, uh, Pop Smoke. But it was crazy how like I didn't even know about that friendship, and it makes so much sense because like yo, if you just compare like their their mannerisms and how they even talk, it's like bro, this guy is like a mini me of Fifty Cent, which is crazy.
0: What what is the Wu?
1: The Wu? I just think it's like a, a movement in Brooklyn, just like uh, I thought it was
0: some. I thought it was like I don't know some gang shit, but. I guess
1: it's it just like, I thought it was like a, a, a movement, like the woo movement. Like, I know you just throw up that, 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 shit, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, everything he, he had the woo chain, uh, long, yeah, so long live the woo, man. Um, yeah, super sad. Um, damn, I also just, it just sucks. We're not gonna have like enough content, bro. Like, whereas, like, you know, like the Mac Millers, we have fucking, what, eight albums of Mac Miller? Um, XXX, he gave us like almost like six albums. Uh, Nipsey, we have a ton of fucking mixtapes. Uh, Apparently, Juice World had like a hundred songs unreleased. Um, Again, I hope this guy was in the fucking booth forever. But again, for someone who just started rapping two years ago, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're gonna the world is gonna be fucking you know denied again a fucking uh you know the potential to hear great music, which kind of sucks.
0: For sure. I think. I mean, on that note, we can save another episode for this. But um, apparently, Jay Electronica is gonna release some new music with Jay Z or something. Um, bro,
1: You've been teasing this shit for like 8 years though. I know
0: but it, it just boggles my mind That someone who hasn't released Pretty much anything Has this much hype Like he has Legendary hype behind him Almost to the level like Biggie or some shit And he doesn't He hasn't really done anything to get it So I don't understand that nah, bro. Other than raw talent I don't understand like where it's coming from
1: Did he diss Drake back then?
0: He may have but i just remember the first mixtape that came out my my brothers were fucking losing their minds they're like yo this guy's like the missing link between fucking, uh the new school era and like biggie or some shit
1: yeah um yeah but i read that as well i think charlamagne the guy had like a long ass post it's like bro i don't know who's fucking teasing me right now but we need this so <laughs> was like do we though yeah. like it's been eight years of like non-stop I'd be I, 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 I guess the reason why i'm not crazy about it is because uh well, i guess i'm my hype is not built up i think because when he came out i was still living in india so I, was, I wasn't exposed to shit like on a daily weekly basis like the hype the hype the hype yeah so i guess it was like all right yeah, this guy has a couple cool songs and like what's the big deal mm. um but i know a lot of people are super excited about this shit and drop so hey maybe that's uh that's a, a good thing man because i feel like 2020 this is a weird fucking year bro i know we both had high hopes for this fucking year i'm like bro let's wrap this shit up already bro. i know
0: this has been a not even two months in and I feel like everything's happened
1: bro fucking everyone's dying from coronavirus fucking mm. any black celebrity fucking not making it out alive I'm like bro let's dude let's fucking wrap this shit <laughs> up
0: <laughs> it's crazy uh,
1: man bye brother appreciate you right, episode 19 the books lose yourself as always tell a friend to tell a friend subscribe like comment and if you don't like your comments we'll block your ass yep
0: we Be will warned. Test us. Try it.
1: (laughs) Peace, bro. Peace.